Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fluff to Buff Fitness Podcast. This is Johnny Rohrbeck here again today with my cousin and co-host Jake Wilkins and a special guest named Rose. Jake, would you mind introducing Rose today? Welcome to the podcast, Rose. It is so cool to have you here. Um, Rose Carr is a friend of mine that I met, uh, I don't know what, little less than a year ago maybe, um, and we run together in the mornings. Uh, she's she's the the captain of the stupid early crew, um, and she she is, is is a great motivator to all of us. Um, so Rose, how are you doing today? I am fantastic. Thank you for having me on the Fluff to Buff. Yeah, thanks for being here. It's really cool. I actually we have heard before here on the podcast about the stupid early crew. So um, <laughs> we finally get to meet the mastermind, I guess, behind <laughs> behind that crew. That's right. That's she, me. <laughs> that's right. She's the motivator. She's the one that gets us out, sends the messages, and usually sets up a lot of the plans for us in the mornings. So, oh, that's great. So, Rose, tell tell us a little bit about you, just in general, and that can include fitness. But just um, you know, our listeners have never met you before. Today's the first day I've met you. So, help us get to know a little bit about you. Where are you from? What do you do? What are your hobbies? What you know, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, well, I live in Casadega, New York. Um, it's a small little village. Um, I actually live out um, outside of the village in the country. Mm-hmm. So I have quite a few backcountry roads that I get to run on a regular basis. The area where I run is very, very hilly. So um, yes, it is. You know, I, I, I love hills. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of have to out here. Um, but I'm married to my husband, Jay. We'll be celebrating our 24th anniversary in October of this year. I have congratulations. two boys. Yeah, thank congratulations. You, thank you. I have two boys. My oldest is 23 and my youngest will be 17 next month. So right on. Um, I am a high school English and journalism teacher. And I also teach um, some college courses. And this is my 23rd year of teaching. I'll be finishing up school here in a couple of weeks. Um, Nice. Be on summer vacation, which means that I can exercise as much as I want pretty soon. <laughs> so I'm oh, kind of excited great. for that. <laughs> well, now we know how and why you're able to motivate the uh, the stupid early club. You've got the teacher voice, teacher vibe, <laughs> and you got to do it early if you're if you're teaching. You're having to be at school. I'm I'm sure early enough in the morning. You got to get it done early. Yes, correct. Yeah. I'm a morning person too, though. I've always been a morning person. (laughs) I like getting up really early in the morning. If I sleep in, I don't know. I just feel like the day's gotten away from me. So I like to get it in early. Makes me feel better. It's a great way to start the day. I actually find that I have more energy when I exercise in the morning. Mm -hmm. Sometimes evening, um, evening workouts are hard for me sometimes because, you know, things, things come up. I have to change my plans um, mm-hmm. to, you know, to accommodate other schedules. But you know, nobody's doing anything at four thirty in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. it also floods you with like oxygen to the brain, all kinds yes. of stuff. I mean, it yes. literally primes your body to to say, "I'm going to need you now. Let's go." Correct. Yep. Yes. Yeah. As a matter of fact, my students can tell if I come to school and I haven't gone for a run. They can tell. Like, Mrs. Carr, you didn't run today, did you? (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know. I guess maybe I'm a little off if I if I haven't exercised first thing in the morning. So oh, that's funny. Yeah. So how did you get started running? Is it something you've done like since you were real young, always been an athlete, or is it something that you adopted later in life? It's definite running is something I adopted much later in life. I was in my early 30s when I started. Um, mm-hmm. When I was in high school, I was a three sport athlete. Um, my my first sport love was softball. I've been playing softball since I was five. And nice. um, I actually played, I mean, that's what I did during the summer. I would play on three or four different softball teams during the summer. I played for my school, both of my, the colleges that I attended, I played softball. Um, basketball, I played basketball for a couple of years in high school. I was not very good at that particular sport, but it was <laughs> something that I could do to keep myself in shape uh, mm-hmm. while mm-hmm. I was waiting for softball season to start. And then <laughs> my senior year of high school was the first year that my high school, I graduated from Faulkner High School in 1995. My senior year of high school was the first year that my school had a girls soccer team. And okay. the coach came to me and said, hey, I really need, I really want you to come out for the team. And I laughed. I said, I've never played a game of soccer in my life. I don't know <laughs> how to play soccer. The round thing goes in the big rectangle. That's what you're doing. <laughs> I don't That's have any foot skills, you know. And he said, Ashley, I would like you to play goalie. I'd like oh. you to be my goalie, which is hilarious because I'm five foot nothing. I mean, <laughs> you don't have a five foot nothing person be in goal, but he's like, look, you're, you're a catcher mm-hmm. for the softball team. And the concept is the same. You keep the ball in front of you. I yeah. really need somebody yep. to, to be in goal. So I played goal, um, my senior year of high school and I played two years of college soccer in goal as well. And absolutely right loved That's it. Awesome. I, I loved it. So See, um, short people can play goalie too. That's right. right. That's right. You should see her vertical, man. <laughs> Covering that, that eight foot that eight foot net. She's got crazy uh, vertical. I think what got me uh into that game and in and, and goal permanently <laughs> was my aggression. I was really good at coming out and cutting off the angles and mm-hmm. you know, stealing the ball away from people who are trying to shoot in, in on me. So that's very I was really cool. good at that. <laughs> but it's funny because I hated running when I was in high school and college. I absolutely hated running. I It was not something that I enjoyed. I really enjoyed lifting weights. I did that in high school and in college, but um, really didn't get into running until my early to mid-30s. And gotcha. um, so what it, was the catalyst for, for it at that point? Yeah. Okay. So I, after I had my second son, um, I went through a pretty serious bout of postpartum depression mm-hmm. and I ate my feelings. Basically, I pretty mm-hmm. much buried yep. myself in food. It was my way of coping. And um, I ended up gaining quite a bit of weight. Um, I believe my son was around three years old when my youngest son was around three years old. When I stepped on the scale one day, I was just very curious how much I weighed. I Mm -hmm. didn't know. I I avoided the scale. I knew it was going to be bad. Mm -hmm. Stepped on the scale and I was over 200 pounds. And I just, Mm -hmm. 
Ugh, I broke down. I, mm-hmm. I pretty much sank to the bathroom floor and just sat there and cried. Like, oh. wow, you know, like how how did I get here? And yeah. I decided that I can't do this anymore. I cannot live my life like this anymore. What kind of a what kind of an example am I setting for my children? Right. Being like this. Um, and just being bitter about everything and just I don't know. I felt like I lost myself and I knew that it was up to me to find myself again. I knew Mm. that there wasn't anybody else who could do this work for me that I had to do it myself. Yeah. So I started lifting again. Um, I started going to the gym and lifting again and, um, I had some weight come off, you know, I started to feel better about myself. It was, I was doing something that I, that I knew how to do, and mm-hmm. then, um, and then a relative of mine gave me her treadmill and it was just kind of like, a, I don't know, just kind of like a sign from the universe. Like, this is what you need to do. Everything just kind of felt right. So I got this treadmill and it sat in my house for a little bit. And every time I walked by it, I'd feel guilty because I wasn't using it, you know, mm-hmm. and here I've got this really nice Nordic track treadmill in my house. I got it for free. It's a beautiful machine and it's just sitting there collecting dust. And one day I just, I thought, you know what, I'm going to get on this thing and I'm going to, I'm going to pound out a mile. I mean, how hard can that be? You know, how hard can it be? Famous last words. Well, I found out that it is actually quite hard (laughs) to do a mile when you are out of shape like I was. And so I got maybe a quarter of a mile in. Like it was, it was a struggle to reach a quarter of a mile. Yeah. Did you start off trying to like jog run speed or? or Oh, I went all out. I went all out. It's, you know, and I, cause I thought, oh, it's just going to be a mile to be fine. You know? Mm. And I about died a yeah. quarter of a mile in and I got off the treadmill and I'm like, okay, that sucked. But <laughs> <laughs> if anything, I am always up for a challenge. So I challenged myself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get on this machine every day and I'm going to try to go a little bit farther every day. Mm-hmm. You know, I may not run it all, but. I'm my distance. I'm going to try to go a little farther every day. And so that's what I did. I, I challenged myself and all of 2009, I pretty much ran all of 2009 on the treadmill. And the next thing I knew I was running five miles in the morning before work. And then some days I would run five miles in the morning before work and five miles in the afternoon after I got out of work. Wow. And, um, I absolutely loved it, but the problem with treadmills is that it's incredibly boring. I just, <laughs> yes, yes, they are. They call them the dreadmills. Yes. Right. Yes. I call it Satan's sidewalk, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was just really, um, I just really got bored with it and I was really, I don't know, I guess I was just really nervous about running outside because, I still had a little bit of weight on me and I didn't want people making fun of me. I was worried about being judged, which is so weird because I'm not that kind of person. Most mm-hmm. of the time I don't care what people think about me, but I just felt really vulnerable, I guess, when it came right. to running. And so 
I I stopped um, near the end of 2009 and in 2010. And then I had a friend of mine who asked me, um, you know, how my running journey was going. And I said, oh, I, I stopped. I'm not running anymore. And she said, why? I said, I just got so bored with it. And she just couldn't wrap her brain around that. She's like, why? What do you mean you got bored with it? (laughs) (laughs) Running is not boring. I said, well, I just got tired of staring at the wall all the time. She's like, wait a minute. You're doing all your running on the treadmill? (laughs) I said, yes. She says, oh, girl, you got to get outside. And I'm like, yeah, but oh, I don't know. I don't want to. And so she talked me into getting outside. We did a, a few runs every week. And that's really when my love for running took off. So that was, I would say that was around late summer 2010. Mm -hmm. And then in the fall of 2010, we had worked ourselves up to double digit runs. I was around 10 miles at that point where I could run 10 miles um, comfortably. And she said, you know, there's a half marathon coming up in a couple of weeks, we should sign up for it and do it. And I immediately got like, oh God, no, I could never do that. I'm going to show up to that race and people are going to look at me and say, what is she doing here? Who is this imposter? She's not a runner, you know? And um, she finally talked me into it. I signed up the week before the race. It was the Niagara Falls International Half Marathon. Um, Mm -hmm. It starts and ends in Canada and it ends at the falls in Canada and okay. beautiful race, be beautiful. by the way. Oh yeah. God, it was, it was beautiful. And so I showed up and I'm looking around and I'm like, wow, anybody can be a runner. Really? Seriously. Like there were, there were people of all ages there, mm-hmm. people there of all sizes. I felt for the first time, like I completely fit in. Oh, wow. Like there was a place for me. And so I ran the race. I, I loved every step. It was the most, it was the, like, sometimes I, when I think about that race, I remember that race so well. Um, I, I almost tear up a little bit because <laughs> it was so profound for me, that entire race. I had such a blast. I loved every That's single awesome. step. And I finished the race. And the first thing I thought was, I just did that. I just did that. I did that all by myself. Nobody did that for me. I did it. I crossed the finish line on my own. It was a fantastic experience. The first thing I thought was, my God, that was so much fun. I definitely want to do that again. And then my second thought was, and this is not going to shock anybody who knows me. My second (laughs) thought was I should have signed up for the marathon. (laughs) And so... I, I went home and I did just that. I signed up for my first marathon. So wow. that was the first race I ran was a half marathon in October 2010. I went mm-hmm. home and I signed up for my first marathon. And my first marathon was Buffalo, um, Buffalo Marathon wow. 2011. Now, I would yeah. have to assume that running five miles on a treadmill, uh, other than hills and stuff, running five mm-hmm. miles on a treadmill, as boring as that is, should translate to the ability to run six or seven miles outside. Yes. Or is it, or is it the opposite of that? Is a treadmill oh, I, easier? 
I found running outside to be so much easier than yeah. running on the treadmill. I and I still I do. I still do. Um, I, I run on the treadmill when the weather outside is really crappy. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to do a lot more treadmill running in the winter sure. um, than any other time of the year, just because sometimes the, you know, the wind chill is bad. The road conditions are bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and frankly, sometimes I just don't want to go out in the freezing cold. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I do some treadmill running in the winter and I also do some speed work on the treadmill just because um, it's, it's just easier. Um, if, if, if I want to do a specific pace for mm-hmm. my intervals, it's just easier to set it on the treadmill rather than w- looking at my watch every five seconds to make sure that I'm doing the right pace. Oh, for sure. So, As a training yeah. tool. And like you said, with, yes. you know, when, with the weather, I mean, I definitely wouldn't tell anybody they should throw a treadmill out. I was just wondering, oh, definitely not. you know, mm-hmm. when you were, you were coming from having run, you know, sometimes 10 miles in a day on yeah. a treadmill, mm-hmm. I would think a half marathon probably felt like something enjoyable. Oh my gosh. Um, it was fantastic. I loved it. It, it. I love running outside so much. It's just, you get that fresh air, it, especially in the winter. I really do love running in the winter. Um, mm-hmm. The fresh air. Um, I Sometimes I think in the winter, I feel a little bit claustrophobic mm-hmm. just because we spend so much time indoors. It's so nice to get outside and get some fresh air. Yes. And, is. you know, it's just, I and just it's so love peaceful. It. It's first yes. thing in the morning. It's so oh my peaceful. gosh! Yes, especially if you've had just had a nice fresh snowfall. Oh yeah, everything sounds muffled. Everything mm-hmm. is sparkly. <laughs> it's magical. <laughs> wow, she doesn't so. hear me muttering. Oh my god, I cannot believe she picked this. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Now, Rose, our um. Our listeners are aware of the fact that Jake has been training for a triathlon. Yes. Um, are you also training for that same triathlon? I am training for a triathlon. Um, I am training for the Casadega Man in mm-hmm. September okay. of this year. And it will be my second uh, long-distance triathlon, the half distance. So it's a 1.2-mile swim 56 mile bike ride and a 13.1 mile run. But I also have my sights set on Ironman Lake Placid. Which is double all of that. Yes. 2.4 mile swim, 112. I won't be ready for it this year, but I'm looking at 2024 as the year that I'm going to hit it. So So have you done triathlons before or is this new territory for you um, training for that type of, of a race? Triathlons are new to me, relatively new. I've been running Mm -hmm. since 2009. Um, I started doing triathlons, I want to say in 2019. Mm -hmm. So, um, I started, (laughs) I started by providing kayak support for the swimming. Um, I live in Casadega Mm-hmm. And um, we have a run company, Wilson Endurance Sports, um, Tanya and Mark Wilson, they're, they live in Casadega and they put on races um, here in Casadega. They put on uh, sprint tries and the Casadega Man, which is the, mm-hmm. the race I'm training for in the fall. Gotcha. And um, they do training swims on Mondays and then training swim bike runs on Wednesdays and they need kayaks kayakers out there to 
keep track of the swimmers and make sure everybody's okay. So I actually mm-hmm. started out by providing kayak support for the swimmers. And I, mm-hmm. I'm watching these people swim and I'm thinking, you know what? I, I kind of want to do this now. I, do I, I want you to know, I didn't know how to swim at the time. Mm. Um, so I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like I said, I like challenges. That's just the way I roll. So <laughs> I thought, you know what? I think I'm going to, I'm going to start swimming. I'm going to teach myself how to swim. So at the end of every school year, I like to celebrate the fact that another school year has, is I've seen myself through another school year. So I like to get myself a little something Mm-hmm. as a celebration. So that year I made it a wetsuit. I bought a wetsuit. And so I started swimming. I was terrible at it. Absolutely <laughs> terrible at it. We all are. It's one of those things that you think you can do. Yes. It's really easy when you think about, oh yeah, I was a kid. I did that at the Y when I was younger. Yeah. That's. It's very, very different. What What triathletes do and what most people do is very, very different. Very, very different. Yep. So I started swimming, like I said, was a terrible swimmer. Then I got a bike. The next year I got a bike and, um, and I mean, I rode a a bike to and from work when I was in college because I didn't have a car. Mm -hmm. And that was the last time I'd been on a bike. (laughs) So that was over 20 years ago, you know? So, um, I, I started riding and I absolutely love cycling. I love like running is my first love, but cycling comes in at a very close second. I love to be on the bike. So, um, that's, you know, that clicked in for me quite a bit, you know, really fast. And that's cool. So it was in, um, 2021. Yeah. 2021 that I signed up for the Casadega man and completed it. Even though my swimming is absolutely terrible. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So I completed (laughs) the, the long distance triathlon and and my first long distance triathlon in September of 2021. Goodness. It sounds like you are uber competitive. Is that, um, I wouldn't say that I'm competitive with other people. (laughs) <laughs> but I am definitely competitive with myself. Yeah. Very, yeah. very competitive. Like I said, I like to challenge myself. I, I kind of thrive on that. If you right. can trigger my, you know, my competitive spirit, I'm all in. 100% gotcha. all in. Yeah. Very so, cool. It's Rosa, fine. Will you share a little bit about, aside from the the triathlon, a little bit about some of the the fun races that you've done? Because you, you know, everybody understands and knows about you know five Ks and and half marathons and marathons. But can you share a little bit about some of the real interesting um, runs that you've done? Maybe pick a couple sure. of them and just sort of highlight what what you do, what what they're all about. Sure. Um, well, first of all, I have a goal of running a marathon in every state. So I'm 26 states in, and I have run some really beautiful courses. I mean, it's a fantastic opportunity to get to see this country we live in. So um, right now, my favorite race, my favorite marathon is um, the Leading Ladies Marathon in Spearfish, South Dakota. Hmm. It was so breathtakingly beautiful. 
I mean, most of the, most of that race, I, I spent thinking, oh my gosh, this, this place is just incredible. So I'm actually going back to run it again this year uh, nice. with my friends, Carrie and Steve. Um, they are also looking to do a marathon in every state and they don't have South Dakota yet. So we're going to that race. It's, it used to be just a, a race for only f- women, but they've opened it up to all genders now. So, gotcha. um, so we're, we're going to go hit that again this year. So I'm really looking forward to that. It's a tough race though. It, 24 miles of it is downhill. Oh goodness. Ooh. Yeah. So it's, it's, a it's a quad slaughter basically (laughs) it it really slaughters the quads but uh but it's definitely worth it it's it's just beautiful you run through the black hills and down through the canyon uh spearfish canyon so that sounds amazing what would you um, you know most of our listeners rose are are um i I believe anyway are, are coming from um the perspective of they're either just starting a fitness journey mm-hmm. or maybe they've been going for a little, a little while, but they're looking for kind of the encouragement and the fun, you know, hearing what Jake and I have been learning as we go. Cause there, there's the, we learn the technical things, but there's also things we learn about ourselves. I think as we're going that, that can help encourage other people. What are, what are some things you feel like you've learned um, throughout now you've been doing this for long enough um, what are some things you've learned about yourself or about the mindset behind, you know, pushing forward, um, that might benefit some of our listeners? Okay. Well, um, to kind of go back, I'm going to, I'm going to answer that question, but I'm also going to go back to the question Jake asked me about the, the, some of the fun races, some oh, of the yeah, fun things yeah. I've done. I'm going to mm-hmm. combine, um, that. Sure. So I really enjoy doing ultras. Um, and mm-hmm. ultra is basically anything that's over the marathon distance. So we're talking about something that's beyond 26.2 miles. Um, my, I really enjoy timed races. Mm-hmm. So basically you'll, uh, these races, um, have a time limit and typically they're on a looped course mm-hmm. and you just loop the course as many times as you can in the time allotted. So, um, I have this one race down in West Virginia in Williamson, West Virginia. The race is called, um, conquer the wall endurance Mm -hmm. challenge. It's a 47 hour race and it's a two mile loop. Now, most people would think two miles, 47 hours. And I know 47 sounds like a weird number, but that's the weekend that we spring the clocks ahead. That's okay. why it's about 48, my, or 48 hours. Okay. Um, but, <laughs> but most people would think that running the same two-mile course for 47 hours would be incredibly boring. Mm-hmm. But it is not. No? Not. Oh, my gosh, no. It is. That is probably one of my favorite races. I, I try to hit it every year. I, I miss the COVID year. But, um, but yeah. it So... When you when you decide to tackle something like this, a lot of it is not so much physical. Oh, don't get me wrong. I mean, you can't go into a forty seven hour race untrained. You know, I mean, it, you you have to put the training in. But really, where your strength comes from is what's between your ears. It's the story that you tell yourself when you go out there to do something like mm-hmm. that. Um, if you, 
if you know, having a positive mindset will take you so far. I think that's the one thing that I have discovered on my personal journey is that if you tell yourself it's going to be difficult, if you tell yourself, I can't do this, then you're right. It is going to be difficult and you're not going to be able to do it. It's, it's all yeah. about what's it between your ears. What yeah. you tell yourself is a story that you live. That's really and good. I'm a huge yeah. believer of that. Like if you can tell yourself, I can do this. I may not do it as well as other people. I may not do it even the way I thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you, as long as you have that positive mindset, that growth mindset in play, you will amaze yourself. That's uh, really good. One of the coaches in Supernatural, um, at the end of one of the workouts, I remember this stuck with me a long time ago and has become sort of a like a bullet point. I, I grab a hold of handles like this with like almost like bullet points in my head. Um, she she said something like, "Yes, you can. Yes, you will," mm-hmm. or something like that. And mm-hmm. and I and I took it the step further as I completed the workout and said, "Yes, I did." Yes. And it literally was those three things like and and that's sort of the the stepping stones mentally. Yes, I can. Mm-hmm. Yes, I will. Mm-hmm. And then so that we can then turn around and say, "Yeah, I did it." And that kind of comes to mind when I'm thinking about what you just shared with us at sort of the beginning of when you wanted to start running and you had a treadmill. Yes. You know, when you kind of you did it that first time and you're like, "Oh my god." And then you're like, "No, I I can do this though." And then that turned into, I will do this. I'm going to run every day until I can do a, a distance I want to do. And then, yeah, I did. Look, I'm, I ran five miles this morning. You know, or I ran 10 miles today. Uh, I think that's such a, such a good thing for us to remember that uh, that mind game, how important that mind game is and whether or not we can succeed. 100%. Yeah. It's, it's, it's super important what you tell yourself. And it's also important, I think, to, um, to not compare yourself to other people. I'm mm-hmm. I also, one of the things your own tell some of, some of my friends is comparison is the thief of joy. You compare yourself to other people, but you have to understand when you do that, you're comparing your journey to somebody whose journey is completely different from yours. Yeah. There is mm-hmm. no comparison there. There is no basis for comparison because yeah. if, if somebody who's just starting out their running journey compares themselves to me, I'm, I'm not just starting out on my running journey. I've, I've been down this road a few times, you know, right. I mean, this, this isn't my first chapter of this mm-hmm. journey. <laughs> I'm quite a few chapters in. So when you're comparing yourself to somebody who's maybe a little bit farther along in their journey, Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a completely different experience. But then again, you get somebody like um, Jake and I have a friend named Carrie. She just started running seriously a little over a year ago, and mm-hmm. she's already done nine marathon, eight marathons. Holy nine cow! Marathons. She's it's incredible. I didn't have you know eight or nine marathons under my belt within my first two years of running. Mm-hmm. You know, I, like I said, you cannot compare yourself to other people because when you do that, you're putting so much pressure on yourself. That's unrealistic. Yeah. It's just unrealistic. Your journey can't be like somebody else's. Yeah. Because it's one of, yours. 
I agree completely. W- one of our podcast guests as well, Rose, made uh, his mantra has been um, how much more? Just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. How much farther? Just a little farther. His name's Lee Harrington. Um, he is, he's gone from having to use a cane to walk with to literally jogging a 5k. He went from cane to 5k, um, by not by comparing himself to anybody else. Like you were just talking about, but literally saying, how much did I do yesterday? I'm going to do just a little bit more today. That's that's all. It's just me versus me, me versus what I did yesterday. Mm -hmm. And some days I may not be able to do more than I did yesterday because I might be sick today and wasn't yesterday. Right. Right. Like there's, Mm -hmm. I still have to give myself grace even in that, but but my goal can't be to try to outdo necessarily somebody else, especially when we're just getting going, when we're establishing the journey, when we're we're making the map, you know, we're gassing up the car and getting on the road. Like you can't, you can't punch, punch the pedal to the metal right out of the gate, trying to beat everybody else to, you know, up North. If you haven't even put the gas in the car yet, like you've got to take care of, you do what you can do, set your own goal. That's, that's really good advice. Yeah. It's, it, you got to keep, and that's the thing. Like I think setting goals is the important thing. Always Mm -hmm. moving, you know, moving forward in the forward direction and look, if it doesn't work out the first time you attempt it, that's okay. Because look what you've learned in Mm -hmm. that experience. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about my, my first few attempts at trying to hit the 100 mile distance in a run, in a race. Mm -hmm. And, um, I've, I've done three 100 plus milers at this point in my life. But before I hit the first one, I failed a couple of times. Mm -hmm. I failed my first two attempts at a 100 miler and I know that many people would try something like that and say, okay, well, I guess I just am not a 100 mile runner. I, there's no way that I can do it. So I'm going to stop there. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm not going to try again, but I'm not like that. I'm, I like to challenge myself. So (laughs) my, my first attempt, I only made it halfway. Um, I tried the beast of burden 100 miler in the summer in Lockport, New York. Mm-hmm. And it is a grueling race. It's all out in the open. It was hot that day. I had some really serious heat-related issues. I had heat exhaustion. Um, I I finished half of it, um, ended up going into the medical tent, and one of the EMTs there advised me not to continue because I was wow. suffering from some like the beginnings of heat exhaustion. I had really bad stomach cramps. I couldn't even stand up straight. It was that bad. And I thought, you know what? This race was not for me. It just didn't work out. So then I signed up for a winter race. I thought, well, if I can't stand the heat, then I'll do the cold. Mm -hmm. And uh, (laughs) um, I got 75 miles into that one and ended up quitting. Well, I ended up DNFing because I knew that I wasn't going to hit the time cutoff for the 100 mile. And, um, And I wanted to... I just wanted to save myself. I had a race in three weeks that I had signed up for just in case I didn't hit this particular one. And I thought, you know what? I know I'm not going to hit this one because I'm not going to hit the time cutoff, but in three weeks I'll try again. And so I did, but I learned so much about myself Mm -hmm. and what I need to do to, to get myself 
through 100 miles um, in those first two attempts that I never would have learned had I not failed. So it really wasn't even like a failure. It was just, you know, I learned so much. It was a win for me, both of them. Both of those attempts were wins for me because I learned a lot about myself. I learned about a lot about what I have to tell myself when I, when I go into an endeavor like that, um, that, you know, my mindset was not the greatest, the first attempt that I did. And it was, it was obvious. So I think I defeated myself before I even started that race. I knew it was going to be hard and Mm. that's all I could focus on was how hard it was. So when you focus on how hard something is, it's going to feel harder. So, For sure. Yeah. So yeah. I, I learned a lot about that. And, and I advise when I'm running with other people and they're really struggling, I'm like, look, don't focus on how bad it sucks right now. <laughs> don't. Because it's, yeah. it's going gonna, it's gonna to destroy your, menta- your mental game. Yeah. Instead, find something to distract you. Look at those mm-hmm. trees over there. Aren't they beautiful? Do you hear the yeah. birds singing? Look at those flowers, you know, look at that right. car, look at that house, whatever, you know, like whatever you need to distract yourself. Mm-hmm. For sure. Music in your earbuds that, that gets you pumped up, you know, mm-hmm. instead of focusing on how bad you hurt, how badly you want to quit, um, you know, <laughs> how awful yeah. this is <laughs> because yeah. there are moments where it's just awful. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I- but if you can talk yourself through it, you know, most of the time, you know, unless it's a physical issue, um, nine times out of 10, for me, it's a mental issue. Um, you know, it's a, it's, I'm not just not telling myself the right story. So got to get out of my head and just let my body do what it knows how to do. Yeah. I, I, I heard, um, uh, leadership consultant presenter guy named Simon Sinek, uh, the other day, I saw a, a short video clip with him where he was talking about it, it's impossible to um, unthink a negative or to avoid a negative. Mm-hmm. He said, let me explain what I mean. Skiers, pro skiers will tell you this. You can't be thinking, don't hit that tree, don't hit that tree, don't hit that tree. Right. Because you will ski into that tree. Correct. Yeah. You can't you can't unthink the the negative thing mm-hmm. and and do away with it and remove it from your mind. It's impossible to do that. He said right. skiers will tell you you have to focus on and think about the clear path. The clear path. The clear path. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go here, go there, go here, go there. Like look at the clear path, not the tree you're trying to avoid. Otherwise right. you're gonna hit the tree. You can't avoid it. Yep. Um and that just makes me think of what you're talking about. If you're already thinking this sucks, this sucks, this is going to suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to. You're not going to avoid the suck by by taking a magnifying glass and putting it over what sucks. Exactly. You have yeah. to find what feels good. Boy, the air is fresh. Boy, this is nice level pavement. This, You know, whatever. Like whatever it is you got to focus on. Um, that's where podcasts and music make a difference for me. Mm-hmm. Um I got done today. I did not run today. I did a what I would consider to be for my short little legs a fast walk, um, and did about three point five four miles or something like that. It was a respectable distance to get out and sweat. Um, 
and had my music going. And man, when I got back, the song that was playing, I was like, I'm not ready to finish. You know, I was done with my route, but I went ahead and stretched and I'm like, I'm going to have a freaking dance party. Like I was ready to keep (laughs) physically moving because I was feeling the music instead of going, oh, I'm finally done. Oh my God, I'm done with my walk. You know, Mm -hmm. I just want to flop on the floor. Instead, the mentality was, this feels good. It feels good to move. feels good to dance. Um, And thank God there's no video of that, but it was good for me. Are you sure there wasn't a ring camera somewhere around? <laughs> well, you know, they probably caught me stretching in the, in the driveway. The house across the street probably did. But uh, no, I came into the kitchen and did my dance moves there. So, <laughs> I honestly awesome. think that many of those negative thoughts that invade our heads when we're doing something that's difficult comes from a space of fear. For yeah. whatever reason, you know, yeah. um, you know, oh, my body hurts. Uh, um, am I going to injure myself? Oh, my heart's beating really fast. Am I going to have a heart attack? You know, I, I honestly think that a lot of that comes from a space of fear. I think fear and comfort. We like comfort. Yes. too. That's another yes. thing. We don't <laughs> like to do hard things. They Sometimes they hurt. Sometimes. Exactly. Sometimes it's not fun. Yep. Yeah. But I, I have embraced a particular motto that I'll tell myself all the time. You got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. If you want to grow, if you Mm want to learn about yourself, if you want to learn about the world, if you want to learn about other people, sometimes you just have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable and embracing that instead of fearing it. Yeah. Embrace the suck. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> just embrace it. <laughs> well, Rose, I just want to, I want to thank you so much for spending time with us today. Um, talking about, you know, your, your fitness journey and running and some of the things that you've learned such, such great tips and pointers on mindset, um, for our listeners and, um, wish you the absolute best in all of the things that you're training for. It doesn't sound like you just have one thing on the horizon. It sounds like you've got several things mapped out that you're, you're going to be working on and, um, I know I can say on behalf of our listeners and as his cousin, thank you for the support that you bring to Jake as well. We've been cheering him on and watching him win like a champion. And we know it's not just because of his own effort, but because he surrounds himself with people like you. So thank you wow, so much yeah. for giving thank us you your so time much. tonight. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this. Right on. So, Excellent. hey, Johnny, you want to get your uh, socks knocked off real quick? Rose, um, Johnny said, um, <laughs> I bet you're training for a lot of things. Just <laughs> what's what's the number? 2023, what is the number of races that you will be participating in? I ha- I am signed up for 41 races this year. Oh, okay. Holy and I that. have completed um, <laughs> 21 of them so far. So Great there we go, Johnny. Day. Yeah, she's working towards something. Great yeah. day. <laughs> You're like the super mom, super, super English teacher person who gets done, takes off the glasses and throws on the cape or something. That's just Well, nuts. it's the running shoes. Yes. Very similar. Zeros and yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's really funny because I I, um, I display all of my medals that I earned during the school year. So September to June, mm-hmm. I display my medals in my classroom and I have this small metal hanger mm-hmm. in my classroom and that poor thing. It's a good thing it is anchored to that wall very well because it is loaded with medals and my students' uh, crack jokes. They're like, Mrs. Carr, I think you're going to need a couple of more metal hangers if you keep going the way you're going. (laughs) 
because that poor thing can't hold anymore. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Well, kudos to you and congrats you. on all that you're doing. We look forward to hearing how some of those things go uh, as you as you complete them through the year. And especially, um, you know, from from Jake, we're looking forward to hearing, you know, about how his upcoming triathlon is going to pan out for oh, him as well. So He's going to be amazing. Jake is an incredible athlete. Just Thank incredible. I think so too. He's got a lot more gusto than I do these days, man. He's putting <laughs> putting the work in. So, well, thank you as always. Again, thank you, Rose, for joining us, Jake. I appreciate your time uh, today as well, man. Yeah, man. Um, chatting and, and catching up, and thank you for introducing us to Rose. Uh, friends who are listening, we appreciate your time, and as always, we look forward to catching up with you again soon here on Fluff to Buff. <music>